Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Down in Tribeca, right next to the narrow, but I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem, all of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway. Pull me back to that McDonald's, took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry. Cruising down A Street, off white Lexus, driving so slow, but BK is from Texas. Me, I'm out there, bad stop. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Gerald is here with you, of course, and this is going to be a fun episode. The other pea on the pod is a good buddy of mine who's been on a few times on the show, but we stalk each other online, and uh, we need to share the same man space. We have yet to be able to make that happen, but that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to in life, (laughs) and I'm not kidding about that. A good buddy of mine, Caleb, is back, and you know him from Netflix and Swill. Caleb, what's up, brother? Welcome back to the piece. Hey, thank you for having me, brother. Good to be Absolutely. here. Absolutely, man. You got a lot of shit going on, and I really appreciate you making time to come on the show. You also pitched this topic, which was a fun one to research, but you got a new job, you got a new town, you're living in a new town, you got a new place. Yep. Promotion, raise, and a move. So I'm uh, in Ohio now and making, I'm not sure exactly how much more, like how, what my raise actually works out to be, but uh, I estimate it to be about 25000 more a year. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's a bonus for sure. Did, uh, what what part of Ohio? I don't know that I know the city that you're in. Uh, it's like Southern Ohio. It's kind of okay. in between Pittsburgh and uh, Columbus. You digging it so far? Yeah, well, much much different than Pennsylvania, or not really? Uh, not real different, but it's. I mean, I'm in a more populated area. There's more to do. Got it. Got it. Well, like I said, man. I mean, I know you got so much going on in your personal life. I really appreciate you carving out an hour to sit down with me and talk. Tell everyone what we're counting down tonight, Caleb. You know, you. I asked you. I said I want to have you back on the show, and you gave me a couple topics. One of them we're going to actually do, or, or at least I should say, it's going to air in October because you had a really good one for for our Halloween themed episodes. I think you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. But then, thi- but then this one you came up with as well is kind of like a backup plan, and we're recording it tonight. Tell everyone what we're going to be talking about. Well, if you didn't read the episode description, this is the top five Saturday Night Live skits. Yeah. So this could we be. Uh, I don't know how you handled this, but um. There's one or two that are just like uh, recurring ones and yeah. some that are just like one-offs that, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, looking at my list, I think, uh, looking at all ten here, I want to say they're all recurring. They all showed up at least two or three times, if not if not many, many times. So all mine are recurring skits. I didn't do that on purpose. That just happens to be what I chose. So Saturday Night Live, man, you know, I was making my list, and um, when we originally talked about it, Caleb, uh, we had originally said we were going to do 1990s Saturday Night Live skits. We decided to go ahead and just say all time. Uh, so, you know, any skit, because uh, Saturday Night Live originally aired in 1975, and it's still going today, which, by the way, is fucking crazy. Um, so it's an institution, man. But any year, any season, any cast is eligible. 
So when you were coming up with your list, I mean, what? why did you pitch this one to me? What does Saturday Night Live mean to you? Uh, this is kind of in honor of my sister, I think, a little bit. Um, okay. You know, we grew up out in the country, and, uh, like, I always looked up to her. She's my big sister. And, um, sure. you know, we would, you know, summer nights when we weren't in school or anything, we'd both just fucking stay up till four in the morning. Because we were out in the country. There was nothing to fucking do. Uh, we had just... <laughs> an antenna to get like local channels we didn't have cable because we were too far out and it was before satellite tv was really a thing uh so we would watch saturday night live together every saturday uh so this was like the the mid 90s crew where it was like norm mcdonald tina fey um yeah dude fucking tim meadows uh we kind of caught the tail end of like the the uh adam sandler chris farley era and okay. like into where it started to drop off a lot towards like the yeah. late 90s and into the aughts uh, before yeah. Andy Samberg came and saved us all. But revitalized it for sure. You know, I've always kind of stuck with SNL uh, with the exception of like the last year. You know, I have Hulu, so I catch them on Hulu. I, I rarely am up late enough on Saturdays to watch it live anymore, unless it's like a musical guest that I really, really want to see. Um, I'll try to watch it live. But generally speaking, I watch it when I can on Hulu. So with the exception of, you know, 2019, 2020, I was pretty, you know, I was pretty religious about keeping up with pretty much all seasons. And I saw something good in all of them, even in the slump years. But, you know, my thing with Saturday Night Live, and I was so excited when you pitched it to me, is because what why SNL is special to me, aside from just entertainment factor, is it was something that I thought I was really, really cool because my dad would let me watch it with him when I was young when I was really too young to be watching some of the skits and, you know, he would drink beers on Saturday night and watch SNL. And if I woke up, which I often did, and I would go in the living room, he would just let me sit down with him and just watch these skits. And it's going over my head because I'm 10, 11, 12 years old, you know. Uh, But that's just a cool memory I have of kind of staying up late with my dad to watch this kind of adult comedy show, if you will. Um, So that's kind of where it started for me. And I actually went to SNL in 1992. I went and the musical guest was the Smashing Pumpkins, and Christian Slater was the host, and I got to go to that show. <laughs> That's pretty um, Man, you just dated yourself. <laughs> I know. I know, man. <laughs> but I'll never That's forget cool, it, you know, but it is a time capsule uh, for sure. And I actually I met Chris Farley on the street on that trip, too, by the way. So that was a good trip, man. Um, I went for a high school marketing club that I was in, and they, they took us to CSNL, so... Uh, all right, man. Well, if you're ready to get into it, you know, you pitch a topic. So I, I'm excited, man. This is one that was I was telling you before we started recording, it was really hard to narrow down to five. You know, all of my lists are hard to do that. But this one was, for some reason, even more excruciating because I was watching a lot of these clips on YouTube and it was bringing up memories. And there's so many that I wish I could mention. Like I could easily do a top 20 or a top 25 with you right now, you know, yeah, of yeah. SNL skits. But I did keep it to ten, so I'll have my honorable mentions yeah. when we're when we're at the end. But I'm yeah, gonna let I, you get a start. I always, uh, oh, go ahead. I always make fun of you for doing for making the top ten and like, you know, right. why don't you just do a top ten show if you're gonna do that anyway? <laughs> but like, I I made a fucking top ten for mine because there's that yeah. many good ones that I just couldn't fit in that are worth talking about. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't. All, you know, Dan gives me a hard time about that too. I didn't always do that. I used to just do the five and then honorable mentions. But what I realized after you know a few months was that me and my guests were listing like literally everything that exists in that category. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to narrow it to five so that I don't go on it like list every SNL skit that I can remember. For example, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm yeah. trying to did it as I did it more as a dis discipline thing for me 
uh, to kind of keep the show tight. You know what I mean, Caleb? We got to keep it tight, man. People have short attention spans. So what? All right, man. I'm a, <laughs> I'm gonna let you get it started, brother. Five, four, three, two, one. And here we go. Kick it off, man. What's your number five favorite skit from SNL? All right, my number five is one that uh, I I just remembered it through all these years. And like as soon as we uh, decided on this topic, this was one that popped into my head. Um, this was with Kelsey Grammer as the host. And he's sort of like a, a southern gentleman, you know, just standing out on the on the porch, uh, having a nice tea and looking out over his property. And uh, something just isn't right. The name of the sketch is Something Smells Good in Stinkville. Uh, well, I, so, don't know. I don't know if I know this one. Th- this is kind of a deep cut. Um, okay. So the, the conceit of the sketch is that they live in Stinkville. So everything smells terrible all the time and they like it that way. But there's a problem because as he's out on his porch enjoying his iced tea, he smells something good and it upsets him. It might be a flower. It might be somebody baking something a few houses down. He he can't tell, Uh but he's fed up with it. So he demands of his wife to bring him the cat's ass. And they pull out a live fucking cat, and Kelsey Grammer holds it up to his nose and takes a big old whiff. And this is a three-part sketch that took part. It, the three parts were interspersed throughout the episode, okay, and they kept yeah. having him come back and smell the cat's ass. And the funniest part is part two, uh, where you know he's so fed up with this, and his wife's like, "Well, maybe you know, uh, maybe it's this or maybe it's that," and he's just like. Oh, just shut up and bring me the cat's ass. And Kelsey Grammer breaks character and just starts like laughing uncontrollably as she goes and grabs this cat. And it's the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> yeah. Breaking down would be funny. I don't know that I know this one, man. I'm sure I probably saw it, you know, but I don't, it's, I can't place it. It's not it. on YouTube, but you can find it on NBC's website. If you just Google something smells good in Stinkville. Okay. It'll right. show well, up. Well, I'm going to because I'm going to try to get some clips for the episode anyway. So, <laughs> all right, man. Deep cut. Deep cut. Give me some homework, too, which I like. Well, my number five is not going to give anybody homework. Everybody that is familiar with SNL knows this skit. It is a recurring skit uh, that's been going on uh, really up until now, up until very recently. It originally aired in 1996, and the mid to late 90s were my favorite kind of incarnations of this skit. But it's Celebrity Jeopardy, man. Often hosted by Will Ferrell as Alec, in the Alex Trebek role. And, I mean, Daryl Hammond as Sean Connery is unbeatable. Uh, Norm McDonald as Burt I'll Reynolds. take Latitch now for 200. <laughs> ape tits. <laughs> it's not ape tits. It's a petite. <laughs> I'll, ta- I'll take the rapist for 400. <laughs> That's therapist. And finally... Back again, Burt Reynolds in a commanding lead with $14. Hey, hey, uh, check out the podium. Look at this. Mr. Reynolds has apparently changed his name to Turd Ferguson. Yeah, that's right. Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name. Great. Let's take a look at the final board. And the categories are potent potables, sharp things, 
Movies that start with the word Jaws. A petit déjeuner. That category is about French phrases, so let's just skip it. Hey, uh, I speak a little French. You're an ass bite. Pardon my French. <laughs> my name's French. Yeah, well, who gives a damn? Moving on. Animal sounds, condiments, and finally, your ass or a hole in the ground. <laughs> Mr. Reynolds, unfortunately, you're in the lead, so we'll start with you. Yeah, I'll take the uh, condom thing for uh, 8,000. That's condiments <laughs> for 400. This condiment is made from mustard seeds. French Stewart. The answer, of course, is onions. I'll take condiments for 800, thank you. That's not the right answer. Burt Reynolds. That's not my name. Okay. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, what do you want? You buzzed in. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yeah, well, that's your opinion. I hate my job. The answer was mustard. Mustard is made from mustard seeds. Mr. Reynolds, it's still your board. Yeah, well, uh, why don't you give me, uh, <clears throat> why don't you give me ape tit for 200? It's not ape tit. It's a petite, never mind. Let's just go to Animal Sounds for 600. You know, so many different innuendos that yeah. he... But the whole thing of the well, bit plus, was... Uh, Norm it, Macdonald's fucking uh, oh, smarmy-ass yeah. uh, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, it's Ferguson. Great, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. It's a funny name. <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. Yeah, it's a big and, head. Uh, it's funny. And he, uh, he buzzes in and, and Alex calls on him. He goes, what? <laughs> yes, you buzzed in. He goes, no, I didn't. Not in. It's <laughs> just too good, man. Turd Ferguson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the whole like conceit of the skit is hilarious too because it's like celebrities are idiots, you know, and they don't have an education. Like the categories will be like the color is green, or you know what yeah. color is green. Uh, just but super name, basic. Name any number, and then <laughs> yeah. and then Sean Connery puts V. <laughs> oh, that's technically the Roman numeral for five. Let's see what you wagered. And the rest shows up and it says, suck it, Trebek. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which you can get on a t-shirt now. Uh, it's so oh, good. My man. favorite incarnation of uh, this sketch was whenever uh, Jimmy Fallon played French Stewart from Third mm-hmm, Rock from mm-hmm. the Sun. And the question was, uh, what is the condiment that is made from mustard seeds. And uh, French Stewart buzzes in and he says, the answer, of course, is onions. <laughs> yep, yep. And then he starts calling on the next category. Yep. <laughs> Alex is like, no, that's not it. <laughs> that's great, man. Um, yeah, Celebrity Jeopardy. I mean, you know, I love Jeopardy anyway, and I love Alex Trebek. And just kind of just the kind of silliness surrounding the categories on this. It's just so funny, man. And... And this is one of those that you could insert so many different, 
you know, celebrity impersonations throughout. They also do a really good job with Family Feud on the show. They've done that one kind of sprinkled throughout the show's yeah. existence as well. But I just love that because it's just, it's a joke that'll never get old, man. Whatever celebrities are kind of in the news, just kind of throw them on Celebrity Jeopardy. And it'll, it'll be funny, you know? Oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's a good call. Bring- I, um, I figured you'd have Celebrity Jeopardy on your list. So I left it off of mine because, uh, I figured we'd have coverage there. So good yeah, call, man. Though. Yeah, man. So that's my five. And that's one that's just, you know, it's been around forever. Like I said, since 96. I love that one. So uh, swings us back over to you for your four, man. All right. My number four, I think, is the most recent thing on my list. It's a sketch called The Haunted Elevator. Yeah, Uh, I thought about it. I thought about it. (laughs) So this has uh, Keenan Thompson as a uh, elevator operator at a, you know, uh, a scary um, like theme theme park park ride. Yeah. Uh, so they, they're going through, there's these spooky characters pop out from the elevator doors whenever they open and, you know, the people are all freaked out. And then a few floors in, they get to, uh, Tom Hanks wearing a suit printed with a pumpkin, uh, motif and, uh, two B-boy skeletons. Yeah. Uh, and he, they do like a little dance to like some K-pop. And then mm-hmm. Tom Hanks proclaims, I'm David Pumpkins. Any questions? And yeah. then the doors close. And they're like, wait, yeah. who the hell is David Pumpkins? Is he we from something? Like, I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, With David Pumpkins? I mean, is he from something? Yeah, like, is he from a local commercial? or? Well, the scariest thing to the mind is the unknown... I know, but like, who are you? I'm David Pumpkins, man! Okay, yeah, yeah, and David Pumpkins is... His own thing! And the skeletons are... Part of it! it. Why are are you a part of this ride? To do this! Come to find out that out of a hundred floors of frights, they leaned hard into David Pumpkins and he's in 73 out of a hundred floors. So he keeps <laughs> popping up. And then the the final punchline of this sketch is so fucking good. And Tom Hanks does such an amazing job with it. It's just the skeletons and they do their little dance and then it cuts back to the people on the ride, and Tom Hanks is just looming behind them, and he goes, Any questions? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Funny story about that. I do that to my six-year-old son. Now I'll pop out from around the corner. I'll be like, Any questions? So well, he does, who, he's never he's seen the Pumpkins? skin. He does His own yeah. thing. And the skeletons oh, are part of it. <laughs> Oh man, that's good. Um, I'm trying to think of who who was the couple that was on the. It was uh, uh, it was uh, Kate McKinnon and yeah, I love her. I love her. I forget the dude's the, name. It was Bobby something, right? I like him too, though. Well, Bobby Moynihan was one of the skeletons. Bobby Moynihan was the skeleton. Okay, yeah. that's a good one. I kind of thought you might. Um, 
do that one. You know, I love Halloween. I'm a I'm a Halloween fanatic, so I considered it, and then I was like, kind of like what you said with Celebrity Jeopardy. I'm I was like, crazy I think Caleb's gonna, for David yeah. Pumpkins. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Like when they're oh, in the man. writing room, what do they think? You know, like let's just put Tom Hanks in a pumpkin suit and just I don't know, but it worked. Yeah, it's so, hilarious. sometimes the skits, the skits that are just like dumb and have no substance to them are the best ones. So yeah, I don't know if it was you. I can't remember if it was you before you dropped off Facebook, but when I did, somebody cracked me up because I did. We did our top five Tom Hanks movies last year. <laughs> <laughs> and I put up the suggestion box and somebody put up the, a gif of David S. Pumpkins as their pick. <laughs> that may have been me. I can't remember. Tom, Tom Hanks' greatest work. <laughs> All right, it man. Really so is, that's, yeah, that's up there. So that's your four. All right. So my number four is uh, going to harken back to some of my favorite SNL cast members of all time. So some of my kind of personal bias is going to come in here for a couple picks coming up. And this is one of them because this skit uh, was recurring. It, it played about four or five times over the life of a few years. It started in 1993. And that was probably my favorite one was the very first one that aired in 93. But it's got Adam Sandler in it. David Spade and Chris Farley are the main players in this skit called gap girls yep <laughs> okay so you're familiar with it oh man these fries are so, really good <laughs> yeah lay off me i'm lay starving off me, i'm starving oh my god so the whole thing is they're just like valley girls that work at the gap you know and they have a couple different ones but my favorite one is when they're on their lunch break or whatever and they're oh, at the yeah. diner and the food court and what we're talking about with with uh, Farley kind of pounding their fries, you know, but but <laughs> Rob Schneider, <laughs> right? Rob Schneider comes in. He works at the donut shop <laughs> next door or whatever. And he comes in, and they're kind of like a rival like gang. But it's all these dudes playing these Valley girls. Um, and then I, th- I want to say Sarah is her name Sarah Gilbert. She was on Roseanne, the daughter. Oh, I, can't remember. I never really she, watched Roseanne, so I don't know. Anyway, she sorry, brain fart, but she played Roseanne and, and Dan's daughter. But I th- she was the host that week. But it's just so funny because it's just them like talking about boys and their, you know, and the whole Valley Girl voice. And then they have a couple recurring skits of it later on where they're actually in the gap and they're folding the shirts with the clipboards. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just so funny to me because I love these three dudes so much Sandler, Farley, and Spade. And when they were together on SNL, man, it was pure gold, dude. Uh, the three of them in the same room sharing the same skit. And I just love this. And also, I worked at The Gap, too. It was one of my first jobs out of high school. So it's kind of funny to me to see them like when they're in The Gap and they're using all the lingo and stuff for the blue jeans and everything. I remember I got a kick out of that, too. So <laughs> Gap Girls is my four. Yeah, your turn, brother. What you got? Well, for my number three, uh, this might be kind of another deep cut, but this this sketch is very, very good. Uh, it's called Colonel Angus Comes Home. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I know this one with the walking, right? <laughs> yeah, Christopher Walken was the host. Uh, this sketch also features Rachel Dratch, Amy Poehler, and Daryl Hammond, uh, mm-hmm. and was written by Tina Fey. So they're just sitting out on the porch waiting for Colonel Angus to come back from the Confederate Army and uh, pay them a visit. Uh, but when you pronounce Colonel Angus in a Southern uh, accent, comes out a little bit different and uh you know it's it's all them it's this young girl for the played by amy poehler for the first time learning about the joys of colonel angus all right when's he gonna get here mama anytime now child be patient is he very handsome oh 
He's been away at war so long, I don't rightly remember. <gasps> Mama, look! There's a carriage on the horizon. Oh, oh, where, dear child? There, fluttering down the road, darting in and out of the cotton. Oh, oh, oh. Why, that must be the Colonel, Colonel Angus. Could it really be, Mama? Could it really be Colonel Angus? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we haven't seen Colonel Angus around these parts for years. Are you ladies out here talking about Colonel Angus? Yes, Daddy. I can't wait to meet him. Oh, watch out, Melinda. Once a woman is introduced to Colonel Angus, she'll settle for nothing less. Daddy, they say all the women folk love Colonel Angus. Mm. I don't know why people make such a big fuss over Colonel Angus. I myself never much cared for Colonel Angus. He rubs me the wrong way. Not sure why. Can't put my finger on it. Colonel Angus is an acquired taste. Bedelia! Yes, sir? Break out some fresh linens, Bedelia. We're going to have Colonel Angus here tonight. Colonel Angus? I don't know nothing about no Colonel Angus. Well, get ready, Bedelia. If I remember correctly, Colonel Angus can be very messy. Mm. Uh, come uh, to find out, he was uh, actually stripped of his military rank. So now you can refer to him by his first name, uh, which is Enol. So uh, get get ready for Analingus. <laughs> this is good, man. Uh, I rewatched this is, a little this bit. Is this is comedic genius. <laughs> the sketch is man. perfect. It is so good. It really is. Tina Fey, man, perfect. And I did. I was rewatching it um, tonight on YouTube. It was like this little thing I found with SNL, you know, great clips yeah. or whatever, and. Uh, I didn't know she wrote that until I, until tonight. Oh, when yeah. I saw it again. Yeah, and she, uh, you know, you know, Colonel Angus seems great, but just wait forty five minutes, uh, you'll get sick of it because uh, you know you can only take <laughs> so much of Colonel Angus. But uh, if you get tired of him, just tap him on the top of his head. <laughs> so good, man! I'm glad I've rewatched that one recently because uh, it's fresh in my mind. That's a good one, man. Colonel Angus coming home, man. That's your three. My three, I kind of cheated a little bit, Caleb. You motherfucker. Um, I know, I know. But I could I could uh, slice and dice here if you want me to. But I'm just going to say the Lonely Island digital shorts is my number three. Okay. I, I have one of the digital shorts that I fucking love that I wanted to talk about. But okay. since they were digital shorts and I had so many that were on my top ten, mm-hmm. uh, I just kind of left the digital shorts off. But... All right, so I want you to talk about yours then, but, but you know, I it was tough for me because it's literally like a three-way tie between <laughs> Lazy Sunday, Dick in a Box, and Mother Lover. Like Lazy Sunday, wake up in the late afternoon, call Parnell just to see how he's doing. Hello, what up, pawns? Yo, Sandberg, what's cracking? You thinking what I'm thinking? Nadia, man, it's happening. But first, my hunger pains, I stick it like duct tape. Let's hit up Magnolia and Mac on some cupcakes. No doubt that bakery's got all the bomb. I love those cupcakes like McAdams loves Gosling. No six, no twelve. Make a dozen. I told you that I'm crazy for these cupcakes, cousin. Yo, where's the movie play at? Upper West Side, dude. Well, let's hit up Yahoo Maps to find the dopest route. I prefer MapQuest. That's a good one too. Google Maps is the best. True that. Double true. 68 to Broadway. Step on it, sucker. What you wanna do, Chris? Back attack, motherfucker. Hit the chronic. What calls them Narnia? Yes, the chronic. 
What kills the Narnia? We love that chronic. What kills the Narnia? Pass that chronic. What kills the Narnia? I mean, okay. just real. See. Uh, those, see the digital short that they did that I'm obsessed with right now is called The Shooting, a.k.a. Dear Sister. Have you seen that one? Oh, yeah, no. I, yeah, I have, yeah. That's okay. hilarious, too. With, with fucking Shia LaBeouf shows up. Yes, And, like, yes. they keep shooting, and, like, every time they fire a shot, it restarts uh, What You Say by Imogen Heap. It, like, <laughs> right. it's queued up with the gunshot. But, like, uh... So they just do like a shootout scene and it's like restarting the song every like half second but like every time it shows Shia LaBeouf he's in a different like tactical shooting position and it's fucking amazing. Shia LaBeouf, come back to acting, we miss you. Oh man, Shia LaBeouf is around. He killed it in Honey Boy last year. Did you ever see that? No, I didn't. That's oh, what, I think he's it. just doing a lot more like small projects now. Yeah, he's doing indie shit, yeah for sure. But Which he was makes really sense. Honey Boy. He's a great actor, but yeah, that is hilarious. But you know, okay, so first of all, you kind of mentioned it a little bit in passing earlier in the intro, but in 2005, when Lazy Sunday came out, it was like literally an injection into the popularity of SNL. And that was the first, you know, quote unquote digital short that Sandberg did. Yeah. And it blew up, man. And it was literally just him and his boy getting high, spending a day in the city, going to the movies, you know, just doing what it, just normal shit. But it was like, Pass me the chronic, what coals of Narnia? But the story was told like over kind of like gangster rap, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was like super basic white boy shit, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, if, if it weren't for uh, that, there would be no Lonely Island, which means that we would have no Lonely Island presents the unauthorized Bash Brothers experience. That's right. Which is that's the best right. fucking thing ever. That's right. That Netflix joint. Um, yeah, I love it, man. So it started with Lazy Sunday. You know, my personal favorite is probably Dick in a Box. Anytime Justin Timberlake and Samberg get together, man, I mean, you know I'm a big JT fan, so I fucking love that, dude. And then they did a, a sequel to that called Mother Lover um, with Susan Sarandon plays his mom, and he's like, wants to be his, <laughs> wants to be his stepfather. You know? Oh, dang, what is it, dog? I forgot it's Mother's Day. Didn't get a yeah. gift for her. Other plans got in the way. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm on a boat with T-Pain, uh, Jack Sparrow. They got Michael Bolton to come in for that. Um, it's just so good, man. And uh, these digital shorts, and they're catchy, too, yeah. like the songs. With the honey in the middle, like there's like, some leeway. It's yeah. not gay in a one, two, three way. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I love the one with Natalie Portman, too. Remember hers? Oh, yeah. You know, Natalie's rap. Yeah, that's yeah. good, too. So I love the digital shorts, man. And I, you know, I was gonna initially when I wrote my list, Caleb. I had I just had Dick in a Box on here, uh, but then I was like, well, how revolutionary was Lazy Sunday? It literally gave us a Lonely Island, and it reinvigorated SNL uh, in the mid two thousands. So I was like, I'm just gonna put digital shorts and see if Caleb scolds me. So thank you for not scolding me. But that's my three, and we're up to our runner ups, man. What's what's your number two, man? Hang on a second. I'm feeling kind of sick. Mm. I think. Uh, I think I'm getting a fever. Oh, I think shit. I'm going to need some more cowbell. Oh, shit. Uh, it's more cowbell. The very good uh, story of how Don't Fear the Reaper was recorded by... Uh, Can Blue you Oyster ever Cult. hear that song the same way now? You can't hear that song <laughs> without thinking of this skit now, right? Staring here and staring at rock legend Bruce Dickinson. The cock and a walk, baby. And if Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell, we should probably give him more cowbell. Say, baby. And Bobby, you are right. I am being selfish. But the last time I checked, we don't have a whole lot of songs that feature the cowbell. I gotta have more cowbell, baby. 
And I'd be doing myself a disservice and every member of this band if I didn't perform the hell out of this. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Thank you, Bruce. I think if, I think if, I, if I just leave and I'll, maybe I'll come back later and we can lay down the cowbell. Come on, baby. Gene, wait. Why don't you lay down that cowbell right now with us together? Do you mean that, Eric? Oh, yeah. Speaks for all of us. Thank you. Babies, before we're done here, y'all be wearing gold-plated diapers. What does that mean? Never question Bruce Dickinson. So, uh, this is my second sketch. I keep, I keep trying to say sketch. I, I can't decide between <laughs> sketch or skit. Um, You're making it up. That's fast. Fine. Sketch yeah. is cool. But, uh, fucking, this is my second skit with, uh, Christopher Walken in a row, but, uh, hell yeah, dude. He just, I don't know. He, he was the fucking host to wait for. Like if I saw Christopher Walken was hosting, my ass was parked in front of the TV watching it. And uh fucking usually like I would just get pissed off at Jimmy Fallon breaking character constantly cuz like he's not good and it's annoying mm-hmm. to hear him fucking like break character and laugh uncontrollably constantly, but like in this one it works cuz like Yeah, sure. I, I don't know. Um it's like prime Will Ferrell as uh, yeah, Blue doubt, Oyster no Cult's he, much he, maligned uh, cowbell player. <laughs> Dude, he is owning that yeah. uh, well, scene too, man. He's he's, he's really exploring the space, and uh, they don't yeah, have a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah, they don't have a lot of songs that feature the cowbell. So he's going to play the hell out of that thing. I love this one, man. It's in my honorable mentions. I uh, was pretty sure it was going to get some love tonight, but I have it sitting in my honorables. Um, I I love when. They break character, but I think the problem with Fallon was that he always did it. Always, yeah. But I did, but I do love that. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, maybe not. He's maybe not the best example, but I do love when even the host, for example, will sometimes just kind of just lose it. You well, know? yeah. Like I said earlier, with, uh, uh, makes it funnier with Kelsey Grammer breaking down in the middle of right, trying to right, say, right, "Bring right. me the cat's ass." <laughs> <laughs> right. That's too good. I, I can't wait to watch that one. That's too good. All right. So more cowbell is your runner up. Uh, not too surprised there. I do love that skit. I think that's probably going to be on if you look at consensus lists and stuff, that's going to be on a bunch of them. It's just so memorable. And that's a great song, man. I don't I mean, I know you probably know the song before the skit, but that that's a great song that is kind of like a Halloween song. It played a lot at Halloween time and still does. Mm-hmm. But it kind of is like a, a double-edged sword because I love the song for Halloween, but I also can never not see Will Ferrell just like dancing around with the cowbell when I hear it now, you know? <laughs> so I, I put my legs on like everyone else, one leg at a time. The difference is once my pants are on, I make gold records. <laughs> Walking. All right, man. Uh, let's see. What is my runner-up? Okay, so my runner-up... Um, is, you know, it's so funny because we were just talking about breaking character, A, and B, you were just talking about Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> so, uh, kind of got a little bit of both here. But 
This was also a recurring skit that uh, I had read that was not going to be a recurring skit or they didn't intend for it to be. But the initial running of it in 2004 was so popular uh, that they had to do it, I want to say like five or six times. And there was even a movie in the works that never got made. Uh, I also read that, which I didn't know until today. But it's a skit called Debbie Downer. (laughs) You know Debbie Downer? I don't think i've seen this dude you would fucking love this i know your sensibility and you would love this so uh let me set up this initial one which is really the one i'm naming i mean they did a few after this that were that were funny because you know the shtick was still pretty much the same but so in this initial one uh lindsey lohan was the host and it was when it was mean girls lindsey lohan like literally mean girls she was promoting it at the time so in other words she was hot (laughs) Okay, in 2004. Uh, Kenan Thompson's in it. Fred Armisen, who I love, is in it. Jimmy Fallon's in it. Uh, Horatio Sands and Rachel Dratch. Uh, Rachel Dratch plays the titular Debbie Downer. So they're at Disney World. Uh, they're on their family vacation at Disney World, and they're having brunch, right, before they go to the park. And, you know, the uh, Disney characters are there, like Goofy's there, like they're all, you know, doing the character breakfast and everything. And it's obviously a really fun, kind of like joyous time. And... Rachel Dratch plays Debbie Downer, so whenever somebody, you know, brings up something, she'll say something really to, like, kill the mood, uh, and it sh- it does a close-up of her face, and it goes, <laughs> right? And the fucking entire cast, bro, I mean, everybody, not just Fallon, uh, everybody was, like, la- like, trying to control themselves throughout the whole skit. I'm going to send you a link for it, because this is one of the all-time. Yeah, I have to check this out. This is one of the all-time funniest ones, but also one of the greatest ones of, like, the cast-breaking character. But, you know, like, the waiter comes up, and he's like, our special today is steak and eggs. And they're all like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Like, you know, Jimmy Fallon's like, oh, man, I love steak and eggs. And she's like, did you guys hear about the mad cow disease? It killed. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody's just looking at her. Well, we did it, gang. We pulled it off. A family reunion at Disney. I don't know about you guys, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ride that haunted elevator thingy. <laughs> it drops you straight down. <laughs> this is my dream come true. I mean, I'm totally serious. Tigger hugged me at the door and I thought I was going to cry. <laughs> I guess Roy isn't doing as well as they first thought. <laughs> what? Who's Roy? Roy of Siegfried and Roy. He was attacked by his own tiger and suffered devastating injuries. So, uh, hey, who wants to go on Space Mountain with me? Me! I want to see the Country Bear Jamboree. I want to go to every country in Epcot and greet them in their own native language. Hola, konnichiwa, hi. Did you guys hear about that train explosion in Northern Korea? (laughs) Media is so sensitive there. So secretive. We may never know how many people perished. Oh, it's good. You would love it, especially because I know you pretty well. So I'm going to send you a link for that here in a minute. Um, Debbie Downer is my runner-up, man. It was actually battling for my one. I think when you see uh, when you see it, I mean, it's just one of those things where you just can't help but laugh. And the way that it ends is so great because 
by by this time they're all falling apart. Like uh, Horatio Sands, that he has like Mickey Mouse pancakes, you know, because they serve the breakfast or whatever in front of him. And at the end, he's like picking up the Mickey Mouse pancakes to like wipe his tears from like laughing so hard. <laughs> so he's like using them to wipe his face. <laughs> oh shit! Oh man! But they're anyway. They're leaving at the very end, and she goes, "Did you guys hear? I can't have kids." <laughs> Oh it's my like, god. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so fucking crazy, man. Oh, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna send you the link for it. Uh so Debbie Downer is my runner up, man. And we're up to our number ones, Caleb, so I'm feeling good here. Uh very little crossover. What do you got at number one, buddy? My number one is Matt Foley, motivational speaker. Hey, I am 35 crossover. years old, I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. Yep. That's my number one, too, man. I mean, indisputable. It had to be Chris Farley, first of all. And this is his most iconic, right? I mean, this really uh, catapulted him into the uh, comedic, physical comedic talent that we knew him to be uh, a a couple years later. But there was a couple different skits with Farley, you know, the Chippendale skit, um, the skit where he interviews Paul McCartney. And he's like, hey, remember when you were in the Beatles? Right. Remember that, when you that was cool. <laughs> you remember when they said Paul is dead? Uh, well, it wasn't really dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember when they said Paul is dead? That was a hoax, right? But yeah, I, I wasn't really <laughs> dead, Chris. <laughs> it's good, man. Uh, but he's he's such a good performer, man, and gone way too soon, obviously. But yeah, Matt Foley's got to be the pick. It's my number one too. Uh, he's got Spade, his best friend, in that skit with him. Uh, well, that was Christina Applegate, I think, actually. Yeah. Yep. I think she was the host that first time that it premiered. Imagine being there. Phil Hartman was in that skit, too, which I also love. Yep. Imagine being uh, in that skit and seeing that in person. That's just crazy, man. Like, I wonder if Christina Applegate, like, kind of, you know, realizes that or if she, like, is, like, soaking that up. Like, this is going to be an iconic thing that I was a part of. You know, that's just so cool to me to think about that. Now, you kids are probably saying to yourselves, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in my pocket. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. You're gonna end up eating a steady diet of government cheese and living in a van down by the river. Now, young man, what do you want to do with your life? Uh, actually, Matt, I kind of want to be a writer. Well, la de frickin' da! Ourselves a writer here. Hey, Dad, I can't see real good. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? Huh? Well, actually, Matt, uh, Ellen and I have encouraged Brian in his writing. Dad, I wish you could just shut your big yapper. <laughs> now I wonder, Brian. From what I've heard, you're using your paper not for writing but for rolling doobies. You're gonna be doing a lot of doobie rolling when you're living in a van down by the river. All right, Matt Foley, motivational speaker, crossover on our number ones there. I guess not too surprised. Uh, I was kind of hoping you were gonna have some Farley in there, so there we go. um, 
I pushed a lot of Chris Farley skits out of my top five into my honorables, actually, because I didn't want it to all be fucking Chris Farley yeah. sketches. So good, man. He's just so good. Uh, all right. What do you... Um, we're going to go over social media in a second. Uh, Caleb, I know you're not on Facebook, but we got a lot of good shout outs over there that we'll talk about here in a moment. What were your honorable mentions, buddy? Uh, at my number 10, I had Zagats with Hank and Benner, Beverly Gelfand. Uh, this is Chris Farley with Adam Sandler as an old married couple. Uh, and she's trying to read the Zagats uh, New York restaurant guide to him. And he's trying to get her to shut the hell up. <laughs> uh at a certain point, David Duchovny comes in dressed in drag as uh, Chris Farley's character's sister, and they both start prattling at him, uh, to which Adam Sandler produces a bottle of sleeping pills and uh, like just dumps the whole thing in his mouth and starts to seize and falls out of his chair. Uh, and then they just continue talking. It's amazing. Um, at my number nine, I had Wayne's World. Uh, obviously, iconic recurring sketch. Um <clears throat> And uh, probably, I would say, two of the better like SNL spinoff movies. My number eight for my honorable mentions was uh, What the Hell Is That? with Steve Martin and Bill Murray. Uh, this is like the simplest sketch ever. Steve Martin just walks out, and he's looking out at the audience. He's like, the hell is that thing over there? What is that thing? What the hell is that? And then Bill Murray <laughs> joins him. He's like, what? what the hell is that? What the hell is that? Well, get get my picture with it. Don't put your lips on it. It's just <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the whole fucking thing. Um, oh man! But Steve Martin's delivery fucking sells it so good because um, he, he plays like Southern Hicks so well. Uh, yeah, yeah. My number seven was the Hurley Boy House Sitting Service, um, a sketch so stupid that me and Dan made a promo for our show based on it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, let me let me sleep in your bed. <laughs> let me water your planes, please. You're not going to be there. Somebody has to water your planes. <laughs> I have a love hate relationship with the Hurley Boy because I think that's where Adam Sandler first started his uh, buffoon voice. But oh, okay. Um, and I, did, then, uh, I did love that skit you guys did, though. Oh, yeah. Or the promo. Can we stop this cruel game? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, my number six was the Chippendales audition. Um, yeah. I don't know what's more haunting, uh, Swayze's mullet or Chris Farley's ass crack. <laughs> true. That's true. Um, I'll probably go with Swayze's mullet, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. You only We've only talked about one of my honorables so far, but my six was more cowbell, which we talked about. My number seven would be an NPR parody, Delicious Dish, uh, featuring with, uh, the sweaty balls Shwetty. of Mr. Yeah. Allie Baldwin. Yeah. My Peach daughter Shwetty, would love yes. to get a, ba- uh, a, a sack of your sweaty balls. balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just a double entendres for days. I've talked about this one before at my number eight on a different uh, episode, actually, that I did with Dan when we talked about pro wrestlers. But The Rock does this recurring thing when he hosts where he does this uh, WWE promo with the wrestler that he's going to be fighting. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. And it's like they're talking smack to each other, but the whole... The oh, and then he takes it of, too far. Yeah, yeah. The whole extent of the bit <laughs> is that The Rock gets like super personal and yeah. starts talking about the guy's divorce and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, hey, man, you know, when they cut the commercial, he's like, why are you? 
Oh, that's good, man. It's so good. Uh, the Rock's a funny dude, too. He really is. Um, and then my last two are pretty recent, to be honest. Uh, number nine would be a, a, a recurring skit called The Californians with uh, Bill Hader, Fred Armisen, Kristen Wiig, and many others. But it's kind of like just poking fun at the Southern California culture. Uh, but The Californians uh, would be in my number nine. And then my number 10 would be a skit called Close Encounter uh, with Kate McKinnon. And Ryan Gosling was in the first couple of these, and he broke character laughing so hard, and so did Aidy Bryant because Kate McKinnon was just a fucking treasure. But the whole huh, skit I is seen this. Uh, the whole skit is it's it's Gosling, Kate McKinnon, and um, oh, I'm for, uh, I'm forgetting the other girl's name, uh, kind of the Latino one that was on the show for a long time. Uh, uh, but anyway, I forget her. But she, no, no, no. Um, God damn it. She was on a weekend update for a while too. I used to love her. But anyway, so it's the three of them, right? And they get abducted by aliens. And they're in the government government facility, like taking this questionnaire or whatever. And the two scientists are like asking them about their experience. And so Gosling and the other girl are talking about how like, you know, it was the most beautiful thing they'd ever seen. And it was this bright, shining light came down. And it was like they were seeing the face of God and like all this stuff, right? And then Kate McKinnon's like, kind of like this trailer park, like <laughs> Karen, you know how Karen's kind of in the oh, news yeah. right now. She's kind of, kind of like a Karen in it. And she's like, uh, wow, it was a different experience for me. Let me tell you what happened. And it's like these aliens like molested her and shit. Like, oh, you know, they just like tore her clothes off and like, uh, but the way she delivers it is just hilarious. Uh, cause it's kind of like nonchalant, you know, and she'll be like, I'll tell you right now, it's not the worst Wednesday night I've ever had. You know? <laughs> so that's like, 40 aliens like having their way with her uh but that was called close encounter so i'll have to send you a few links caleb because you said you didn't see the debbie downer either so i'll send you that one too so that was our uh top 10 snl moments i feel good about it brother i tell you what caleb let's go over to social media and see what the fans had to say we're going to open up the old suggestion backs and we will check over on facebook so imran friend of the show has got uh he said there's so many but he's going to say eddie murphy undercover is the white guy Farley and Swayze's Chippendales are what popped into his mind. Those are those are good. We didn't mention Eddie Murphy night, but he had some good ones in the early days. Uh, let's see. You know, the well, Eddie Murphy Dan. one that I really liked was uh, James Brown's Celebrity Hot Tub. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. His little gold bikini speedo oh, yeah. or whatever. Just mumbling his uh, way through it and shimmying around. Dan, uh, Dan's also got Matt Foley, uh, your buddy Dan from Netflix as well. Uh, my friend Michael's got uh, the church lady, Dana Carvey. Well, isn't that special? That's a good one. A classic. Chris Yaney says Celebrity Jeopardy, especially Sean Connery. Um, and then he said that his civics teacher in high school used to show them the presidential debate skits. Are you a fan of those when they do the presidential debates? Uh, I really liked, cause I forgot about it. I, I rediscovered it while I was researching stuff for this. Whenever Tina Fey did her fucking Sarah Palin impression and it was like, oh yeah, that was going dead on. It was amazing. It really was. It, she was like, this is my house and this is water and over here is Russia. <laughs> 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 what a fucking idiot she was, man. Oh, wow. man. She just oh, she wow. had no business being there and kind of just got thrown into it. I honestly feel bad for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Michael's got, uh, he's, I said the church lady, but he's also got Wayne's World. He's got Coffee Talk with Mike Myers. That was a good one. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm feeling verklempt. <laughs> I, used to, I used to love that one. Uh, Tony Vandenbush uh, has got Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood that Eddie Murphy did, the spoof on Mr. Rogers. That was a good one. 
Uh, that's also what Marshall said. He said Eddie Murphy is Mr. Rogers. And uh, let's see. Michelle Dotto says uh, she has to represent the original cast and say anything that included Gilda Radner. I know Gilda Radner is considered Gilda Radner revolutionary. Is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was. But, uh, that was uh, too early for me. Like, I missed that. That was before my time, really. Well, the one, like, super early skit that I liked was uh, fucking Dan, o- Dan Aykroyd with the super bassomatic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah. I, I know that one. It's a way to use the whole fish. And he's like the fast-talking pitch man. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, that got a couple <laughs> mentions on here, too. But I remember that one. Matt Lewinsky's got Chippendales, Wayne's World, Celebrity Jeopardy, Bambi. And then he said, as a deep dive, there's a Patrick Swayze, Dana Carvey skit where they played Latin musicians singing about who got more fan mail. Hmm. I don't know if I know that one, but it sounds funny. Travis Crawford has got Celebrity Jeopardy, Bassomatic. There you go. Samurai Deli, Wayne's World, Sprockets. Samurai Deli. Sprockets is very good. (laughs) Sprockets. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, And then he says also Weekend Update and The Continental. David Powell also shouts out Celebrity Jeopardy and says more cowbell as well. Carrie McGinnis says um, Stefan, played by Bill Hader, which uh, showed up on Weekend Update a lot. I used to love Stefan because he was the one that would list like, you know, this club has everything. <laughs> and he would just list a bunch of random shit. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen Stefan either? Oh, it's great. But he would literally just list like 10 things that don't have anything to do with anything. He would be like, this club has everything. And he starts just naming shit. Uh, I'll I'll kind of send you that one too. I should have made a list of clips to send you. And then I'm going to wrap up with Amanda, Caleb, because she's a a friend of the show and she absolutely loves SNL. So she says, what's up with that? (laughs) Which was a vehicle for Keenan. That was really funny. Uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher, Ed Grimley. Uh, Papyrus, which is the digital short about the font. <laughs> mm. And then Jack Sparrow. And then she says, really, you could put any Lonely Island digital short in there. So there you go. So uh, that was our favorite SNL skits. Caleb, I appreciate you pitching this topic to me. It was a lot of fun to research for sure. I love SNL and I love going down memory lane there, brother. I love, I so love I tell you, I love you too. I should have said that as well. I also love you. So uh, you're going to be back soon, man. Uh, I know we're going to do like a Halloween themed episode that you came up with, which I can't wait to research that one, too. Um, I started actually Googling it when you pitched it to me because I was so excited about it. Uh, But hopefully I can get you back before then because that's still, I don't know, how many months away is that? Like four months, right? Yeah. we're going to make it happen again, hopefully before that. But why don't you tell everybody where I can find you, man? Now, you know I'm a patron of your show, and I love you and Dan. And anybody that you know has Netflix or watches Netflix should really check you guys out, man. So why don't you tell them where they can find you guys? Uh, you can find me at Netflix and Swill. Uh, check out NetflixandSwill.com and uh, just listen to the show wherever fine podcasts are sold. And you can hear me complain about things incessantly, uh, except for like... Yeah occasionally where I find something that I really, really like, and then Dan says, it's fine, and then I want to strangle yeah. him. Yeah, he loves to say it's fine. I'm, uh, I'm about halfway through your Five Bloods episode right now. I dug it. I dug it as well. I think I'm probably in the middle of you two guys, because he seems like he's, like, it's fine, and you're like, yeah. I love it. And, I, I've, and I'm, I fucking, it, it blew me away. Like, I, I went yeah. into it with, not a lot of expectations like as far as what I was going to actually be getting like I figured it would be good but it mm-hmm. really just completely fucking floored me did you see Black Klansman last year I did not I, I really wanted I to so. but I missed it yeah I would say go for that and uh, if you haven't seen Do the Right Thing that's that's still his yep. masterpiece in my uh, uh, those two and then uh, Malcolm X I was going to check out I think Malcolm X is on Netflix right now too I 
think it might be. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, I love you. I love your show. And uh, thanks so much for coming on to do this, man. That was our favorite SNL skits. Caleb, I appreciate it, brother. Well, I appreciate you. All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. All right. Man. Bye. Thank you for listening. Two Peas is an independent podcast. We rely on donations from our executive producers in order to release new content weekly. Please check the show notes for a current list of all of our executive producers. If you would like to join them to help us continue to release great content, please visit Two Peas on a Pod at patreon.com or check out the show notes for this episode. Again, we sincerely thank you for listening.